several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellicoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with not Zach. I am here with Fred. Welcome, sir. Uh, hello, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me. I am Fred. Uh, you probably don't know me. That's not a big surprise, honestly. I am a very failed podcaster and now very failed author. But most importantly, I like anime. Hell yeah. What a great, great positive. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all in good fun, you yes. know? Yes. Hey, can't, can't win them all. Uh, so what kind of anime do you like? Uh, well, I'm not uh, super particular. You know, I like a whole variety of stuff. Um, I guess if I had to like really narrow it down to uh, a couple things I really, really like, uh, I'd probably have to pick Gurren Lagan, One show. Punch Man. Good show. And, uh... Oh, it's... I don't remember the abbreviation for it, but it's uh, my mental choices have really, you know, screwed up my life. Ah, Nakomi. That yeah. show is super yeah, underrated, yeah. and it's fucking amazing. And yes, is it, my mental choices yeah. have ruined uh, my like high school. I forget the exact name, but it's the one where he gets two different choices to pick. Yeah, and if he doesn't pick it, he like gets attic. Yeah, the poor guy. I yes. rewatched that uh, not that long ago, and I forgot how funny it was. It holds up. It. I would definitely say so. Hell yeah. I mean, I I remember watching it, not right as it aired, but uh, not long after, maybe like 2014, 2015. And I uh, I quite enjoyed it back then, and I good I'm old to report that people enjoy it now. Yes. Yes, that show is now bringing back memories. Uh, how long have you been watching anime? Uh, I mean, for a good, decent while, probably around since 2012 or so. I mean, obviously, I watched, like, Pokemon and stuff as a kid, but I wouldn't necessarily count that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the average anime fan only lives about... Or not lives. <laughs> yes, they die after two years. Uh, yeah, the only a average anime fan is only about two, two and a half, three years. And then they kind of fall really? out. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, a little bit more now that it's uh, popular, but... I, I guess I could see, like, sort of uh, waxing and waning on it, you know. It's like, there have been times when I haven't watched it as much as I had in the past, but... I mean, I don't know, I've been doing this for, like, what, ten years now? I know yeah. that pales in comparison to this podcast, but uh yeah we all start somewhere though but uh yeah no i that's awesome because yeah it's it's you know so to give everyone kind of the heads up like what what the heck's going on why is right here well zach obviously has uh you know changes in his life and and he has given me the permission to go ahead and he wants to kind of step back from watching anime and that's cool at the end of the day you know I've always said this is a hobby, and 
you know, this is just something fun I like to do. And, it, you know, you guys listen, you guys enjoy it. Awesome. But at the end of the day, you know, we all do different things. You know, like I said, you fall in love with something, you fall out of love with something. If Zach isn't gone uh, by any means, but uh, probably a lot less. We want to keep moving forward with the show. There's obviously a, mil- a million anime a year coming out now. And this last year, we only did five or six episodes now. And I, I want to do more. At the end of the day, there's so much to talk about. And having a co-host who wants to record and is watching stuff and is excited. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we don't get paid to watch anime. This isn't our job, so... Uh, you Wait know. a minute! Whoa! What? Oh shit! I said something quiet, part out loud. <laughs> shit! <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't pay Fred to come on this show. What are you talking about? Talk about it after. God, quiet. Jeez. No, at the end of the well, day, uh, the, the other part. Yeah. The other part you're leaving out is that I'm actually here as a punishment for the audience. Yes. Yes. I said, How, who can I find? And you just said, hey, me. I'm over here. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, I wish Zach nothing but the best. And, you know, he'll be back when he wants to be back. But, uh, you know, here's here's to new, bigger, and better things. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm looking forward to the content we create. Because uh, it's always good to have a uh, fresh set of eyes on stuff and new opinions and everything else. So... Welcome aboard. Thank you. But, uh, Gurren Lagan. So they got the movie coming back out. Are you going to go watch it? They've got a remake. They've got a re. Um, they've got the re. Uh, I don't think it's a remaster thing. I think they're just re releasing it because they can. Yeah, I'm, I might do that. I, I don't know if it would be playing in any theater near me. Although, um, I wasn't. I wasn't as big a fan of the films as I was of uh, the just the anime TV. itself. Yeah, I I agree. I I agree with you yeah. there. I I really like the TV, but the the, the yeah the the films are just kind of like okay, please wrap it up. I've watched this much TV, like please just end. <laughs> yeah, like I might do it just to do it, but. Uh... I don't know. I guess I'm not super attached to the films. It doesn't, I don't know, add enough or do something different. It's not like, you know, so if there was new, like, oh, never before seen or, or maybe redrawn or something. But yeah, in this case, it's just, hey, it's a thing you can go watch on DVD today or, you know, find it. Nothing, you know, it's the difference is, oh, you're watching in a big ass theater. You paid money. I hear you. That's the way I kind of felt with the. Uh, I I watched the. Um, what was it earlier this year? The. Not Goblin Slayer. Uh, Dre- uh, Demon Slayer. They they did this special screening, and I thought it was like another movie, so I went, and it was actually the last two episodes, of season two with the. I don't know if you watched Demon Slayer at all, but there was a huge fight scene. And it was all pretty because Studio Trigger did it. But then they also showed the first episode of the unreleased Season 3. 
But it was kind of, it was kind of like, cool. I watched it on the theater, but all that just to watch the first episode of season three. Like, thankfully, I did a matinee, but yeah. still, I was kind of like, kind of let down because I didn't really know what it was. I didn't do my homework. I was just like, oh, cool, Demon Slayer in the movies. Let's go check it out. Guess it's on me. <laughs> I didn't realize Studio Trigger was involved with that. I thought it was... Um... Oh, sorry. You foldable. My bad. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's you foldable. Yeah, like My I... bad. Okay. You're, you're 100% right. <laughs> I was going to say, because like that, uh, that... I mean, on the topic of Trigger, I was sort of uh, excited for that thing they're doing next season. Ooh, what's that? Uh, Dungeon Meshi, I believe it's called. Um, it, it, it's a manga that's been going on for quite a while, and I know it's fairly beloved. Uh, the general premise is that, um, you know, it's like standard fantasy, uh, like party wipe, person gets eaten by dragon, and the idea here is that in order to resurrect this person, they need remains, you know, any kind of remains, but they're being digested by the dragon. So if they don't get there in short order... That's it. No resurrection magic can help them. So, the trouble is they're short on supplies and funds because, you know, they lost all their stuff. Mm -hmm. So, in order to sort of uh, get by, they're going into the dungeon without proper provisions. So, they're going to uh, cook all the things they find, be it, you know, a fungus growing in the underground or monsters. And it's, it's sort of like a fantasy cooking Huh. And I mean that maybe I'm not doing a good job of selling it. I I haven't read much of the manga, like a just a chapter or two to prime myself on it. But it it does seem kind of intriguing because I feel like you know it it's one thing to get by on eating like uh, like wildlife and mushrooms and things like that. But if if it comes down to like eating a goblin, you know that's kind of like fantasy cannibalism. That's you know it's a little too close to home. You wouldn't hmm. want to eat stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it it's um, it, it's also weird for Trigger because normally they don't do adaptation work. They normally produce original stuff. So I was just curious to see how they would end up adapting it. Yeah. No, definitely. Interesting. Well, check it out. I don't do a lot of prep. I, you did a lot more than I do. I kind of go into anime a lot of the times just blind. Uh, just oh, because I mean. Like, uh, all, all my prep was uh, pretty surface level. Like, Fair. I had known about the manga, and then, um, like, I, I checked my anime list to see, like, what stuff's airing when, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I noticed that was uh, coming up, so I thought, ooh, I'll just uh, make a note of that, pay attention for when it comes out. There you go. Yeah, I've got some stuff in 2024 already pegged, but it's like, you know, Jobless Reincarnation... Oceanoko season two. More sword art because well, that's a, yeah, that's been our lives. Uh, I haven't really looked too much at at the twenty twenty four winter yet. I probably should get right on that. Thing is, next week is this, the early shows are starting to wrap up for the year, so or wrap up for the their season, and stuff's gonna start airing soon enough in January. Man, yeah, it just starts and then it's like, all right, it's over and back to the grind, I'm the cycle. I'm sorry, what was that? 
I was just saying time flies. Yes, yes. Indeed it does. So, uh, what have you been watching lately? Uh, well, lately I've been uh, re-watching a few things. Uh, I've been watching Ori Monogatari for the first time, actually. And uh, that, that was something I heard about back in uh, 2015 or thereabout. And I thought, you know, oh, that seems kind of interesting. I might watch that. And I, uh, I never got around to it. But I got mm-hmm. to it now, and I'm pleased to say I really enjoy it. Gotcha. Is that part of that? That's part of the Bakamono Guitar series, right? Uh, no, actually. Oh, Ore Mono Guitari. Um, yep. Yeah, like I, I can see why you would think that, <laughs> and um, it's so similar. Yeah, but uh, no, entirely unrelated. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, um, well, it's like romance. Not, I wouldn't call it romantic comedy necessarily. It's more like pure romance. And it's basically um, uh, this guy Takeo. He's like a just like a huge muscle-bound guy. Um, he's got a friend who girls really like, and he just sort of like rejects them all. And um, it's sort of a dynamic between the two of them. They're good friends otherwise. And then one day Takeo um, he goes out of his way to help this girl on the train who's being hassled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she falls in love with him. And it's basically uh, Takio trying to navigate having a relationship with um, his friend and a bunch of other assorted people trying to basically help them from the outside to make sure things go all right. But it's very, very heartwarming and whole. This sounds familiar. Is he, like, super buff, like, super big? And the girl's, like, really tiny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would say she's more, like, average. I don't think she's, okay. like, tiny okay. compared to anybody but him. But, gotcha. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Sounds familiar. I, I know I've heard it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, like, from what I gather, people seem to generally really like it, too. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I can definitely see why. So is it like the mismatch, like, oh, they shouldn't be dating. Everything's hard for the big guy. And, um, you know, like one of those, like, oh, the mismatch romance, you know. Nah, it, it's not really that. It's more like um, Takio just has no experience gotcha. with women. Okay. Granted, you know, he is like a high school student. So, you know, it, it's not like unnatural, but it's more like. Uh, it's like little things like they, they don't always know how to properly communicate or. Um, uh, what's the big conflict? Like, um, one of, like, the big conflicts early on is that, uh, like, Takio is very sort of, um, proper and polite with Yamato. That's the girl. And she, uh, she confides to another character. I, I think it's, uh, Takio's friend's sister that, you know, basically, like, uh... Like, it's sort of set up as, like, a cliffhanger. Like, the end of one episode says, you know, she, she's saying, you know, I'm not this, you know, this great person that Takio thinks of me as. And it turns out, you know, what she really wants is, like, you know, like, I, I just like to hold hands and walk down the street sometime, you know. He, he doesn't have to treat me so formally and stuff like okay, that. Okay, I gotcha. You know. Okay. 
It's the coming of love, learning what love is, and finding yeah. what works for each other. And yeah, getting comfortable. That's cool. What else are you watching? I've been rewatching High School of the Dead. Oh, man. I marathoned yeah, the classic. shit out of that in 2010. And uh, I've never watched it since. It's sitting back on my shelf. That's I, I'm. What, what made you want to go back and watch it? It seems like one of those shows that's like, hey, I finished uh, well, it, and cool, I watched something. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that. that's the thing. Like, I, I had this one scene caught in my head. Like, uh, do, do you remember in the first episode when, like, the zombie outbreak is going on and people are, you know, being massacred and torn to pieces left and right? Yes. There's this one scene where, like, these two high school girls are running through a hallway. Yes. And and they're like, you know, hey, we'll be okay. We're best friends forever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, like, a zombie clotheslines the one girl. And, you know, like, she's, like, on the verge of, like, falling down a staircase because, like, there are three zombies, like, grabbing at her legs. Yep. And she's still holding the other girl's hand. And she's like, you know, like, hey, can you help me out? We're best friends, right? And the other girl's like, you know, fuck off, bitch, and like kicks her down the <laughs> yes. stairs. And, and then it's she, like, yes. And, and then she gets killed too. But like, I I thought of that for some reason, and I was thinking like, what the hell was that from? And then uh, I remembered, and I thought, you know, I haven't watched High School of the Dead in many many years. It wasn't great, but. Wasn't bad Maybe either, but yeah. Oh no! The other, the other thing I always remember, what was it? At the very end of episode one, I think he says like, "The girl I like." Oh, I forget now. I forget the. There was a really poignant like, at the very end of episode one, where he's like, "And the girlfriend, yeah. like the the girl I liked is, is like now a zombie or something, or something." I I forget what the whole verbiage is, but. Uh, Something very well. What, what happened? I I don't remember the exact verbiage, but what happened was basically, um, it's the main character, the girl, and then the guy who dies. Yep. And basically, like he got bit, and they're like, you know, what what do we do? They're freaking out. He's saying, you know, like, hey, can you guys uh, like kill me or toss me over the roof or something? I don't want to become a zombie. And then he does, and then the main character, you know, stoves his head in with a baseball bat. And the girl's narking at him, like, you know, like, oh, man, you sure enjoyed killing him because we were dating and you love me. And she's rubbing it in his face like he didn't just, you know, bash this guy's head in. And he said something like, you know, uh, this is basically my life now. There are zombies. I'm stuck with this girl that I love and I just killed a guy. Yeah. And, like, he, he sort of said, like, the guy was his friend, too, but... Having recently rewatched that episode, it didn't really seem like they interacted all that much. At least not outside of killing zombies. Yeah. Ah, uh, so have you watched Zom 100? I have not. Okay. I've heard a little bit about it, but I haven't watched it. I'd recommend it if you like High School of the Dead. Not High School of the DxD. High School of the Dead. Um, it is like. Zombies, but fun. Okay, so, like Shaun of the Dead? Kinda, yeah. Like, it's a comedy. Essentially, it's 
a zombie outbreak happens, no one really knows why, and the main character, like, quit his job because he worked at a black company, and he, like, like basically killed himself working because uh, he worked so much, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to write down a bucket list of stuff I want to do. And he basically just says, life isn't worth living if I can't do what I want to do. And it's, it's just really fun. It's a fun show. Um, the final two episodes actually got delayed. The whole show got delayed off and on. It's not even done airing yet. They come out the the day before thing, uh, the day before Christmas. So, Christmas treat! Get to finally finish Zom 100. But yeah, it's got Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, it aired in fall. Uh, actually, sorry, summer of oh, 2023. Wow. And yeah, they've had okay. production issues left and right. Um, instead of blood, it's like multicolored, like blood. So it's like rainbow colored and it's just, it's a fun show and it's lighthearted and there are some serious stuff. There's a really good episode, um, in there called truck stop of the dead where they talk about, he meets his old boss, the one who was always hard on him and made him overwork and he kind of gets regresses back to how he used to be. And it's just a really fun show. And if you watch dubbed, it's been dubbed. By high dive and it's it's a really good dub. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely look into it. Um, you said you were also watching uh, Spy Family season two. Yep, I've been watching that as it's been going on. How has that been? I've only watched the first episode where she shot herself in the ass. That that one. I, I'm sorry to say that one was probably the best episode. Oh no! It's I I like Spy Family. I like it a lot. Like I've I've read the manga up until you know the most recent chapter that's been published. But I it, there's got to be like something going on. Like there are pacing issues. I feel like because mm-hmm. I I do enjoy the season. I have enjoyed it, but it's not as good as the first season. Um. Just to give a brief synopsis, like, the big thing that's been going on is that they've been on a boat. Like, you know, the first four-odd episodes were, you know, the usual sort of stuff, like, you know, school stuff, spy stuff, assassin stuff. Mm -hmm. But the past, like, five or so episodes was, like, a big connected storyline where basically Yor is given a big mission where... Instead of killing people, she is instead to protect uh, the only heir of a crime family. And they're defecting from east to west or west to east, you know, whichever. And they're they're getting into the country by means of this cruise ship. And so, you know, she, she tells Lloyd and Anya, you know, oh, I've got this big thing at work. I'm going to be entertaining diplomats and important clients or whatever. So I'm going to be on this cruise ship, you know, have fun. And then Anya, using her psychic powers, she manages to win a rigged raffle that gets them tickets to that cruise. Oh, convenient. (laughs) Yeah, you know. And Lloyd is like, okay, well, I don't want to go on a cruise. I'm going to talk to my handler, you know, like, I'm going to ask for a vacation knowing that they'll turn me down. And, and, you know, the handler's like, you know, a vacation every now and again wouldn't hurt. Have fun, Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) Like... 
just totally stonewalls the guy. So they're on this boat, and it's mainly like uh, you're doing her own thing and Lloyd and Anya doing their thing, and stuff starts to pop off. You know, like there are a whole bunch of assassins after this. uh, It's a woman and a baby, basically. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is your has to sort of surreptitiously defend these people against assassins. And uh, the the intrigue occurs when Anya notices what's going on and she thinks, okay, I need to help mom, but I can't let dad know what's going on. So she she tries to distract him with all sorts of stuff you'd find on a cruise ship, like uh, reading books or mini golf or stuff like that. But she ends up enjoying it too much and she sort of forgets. And, you know, things progress. Your butcher's assassins left, right, and center. Uh, things get sort of tense at one point because uh, Yor talks to the woman. And she sort of says something about, like, family and all that. And, like, hey, you're an assassin. You probably don't have time for that. And she's sort of wondering if maybe having a family is inhibiting her work. And it turns out that, you know, she doesn't care so much for the assassin work insofar as it allows her to have a family and all that. And things end up, you know, working out all right. Yor gets kind of battered and beaten up after killing, like, 50 people. And, uh... I mean, that that's the crux of it so far. Huh. You know, they're... It, it was like a big sort of, um... Connected storyline, I guess. Rather than the usual sort of slice-of-life stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I kind of found. Like, season one, part one, I really enjoyed because it was like the run-up to trying to get into the school, you know. And then it was like, get the Stella Star and, you know, got introduced to all the characters and that dodgeball game and, you know, funny hijinks. And then it's like season two started and it's like, okay, what are we going to get now? Like, more of the same. And then, you know, you got the goofy episode of season one. Or sorry, episode one, season two, and then obviously I haven't watched more. I've been I've been meaning to, but uh, that's just kind of afraid of. It was like it feels like the more spy family we get, it's not bad, but it's definitely not a show that you're like going to be like, oh, let me walk marathon this, and feel like you've you know you've gained something. It's it feels definitely like a show that. You need to watch week to week, and it's like, all right, I'm watching Spy Family now. And, you know, there might be some intrigue or intention, but at the end of the day, there's, like, nothing pulling you to the show. Like, oh, my God, I got to watch what happens next week, you know, immediately. Yeah, I, I can get that. Uh, although I feel like the the stuff on the cruise ship, that is definitely something that could benefit from binging. But at the same time, I feel like there are pacing issues in that everything's a little too drawn out. Like, um, I mean, just to give one example, uh, you saw that first episode. Remember that yes. one bit where Anya's thinking it's like, you know, okay, this person poisons mom. You know, Lloyd sees that and he thinks like, oh, no, I have to file for divorce and I'll abandon Anya. <laughs> yeah. that That's sort of like a running gag. Like, it, it crops up a couple times. You know, it's like, wait, wait a minute, you're, you're an assassin and you hate frogs? That's it, I'm filing for divorce, and I'll put Anya up for adoption. <laughs> it's it's a really funny gag, but... It's kind of a one-note. 
Well, no. Uh, well, yes. It is one note, but it's funny every time. Gotcha. Except I don't think it translated to animation all that well. Like it, it's funnier in the manga, and I think if it was a little bit more fast-paced, it would have, it would have been funnier. Are you watching it uh, subbed or dubbed? I'm watching it subbed. Okay. Currently. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but it, it, it's just like, um, like I feel like it's, like slightly too much of a pause between lines. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. I mean, they did yeah. kind of draw, like, even in the first episode, they kind of drew out the whole, like, who's, like, trying to kill your, and it's like, we as the viewer, like, we, we know who, like, just do something already, but they had, like, five minutes of yeah. filler time. Well, um, I mean, like, you know, running ultimately through the... it's not, uh, oh, good, sorry. I was just going to say, ultimately, it's not important who's trying to kill her. Like, I, I don't think that matters too much, but, like, that they were sort of, like, drawing it out and vacillating about it. Yeah. I think that's the real issue. Yes, exactly. Or it's like, okay, we as a viewer figured it out. Please, please stop. Please stop poking it. Like, just just get to it already. Come on. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I would be curious to see uh, the ratings and such after this season and see if they maintained or or went down because uh, I know they did really like they did gangbusters for season one. Oh yeah so would be curious about season two it doesn't seem like that many people at least on like reddit and such are really talking about it anymore it's kind of like oh yeah it's, there's more that's cool you know have you watched yeah. X it's like the, the freshness is worn off yeah but like I, I think I think there is staying power, you know, like there, there's more to the concept that can be explored. Oh, definitely. Uh, even, even speaking from the perspective of somebody who's caught up on the manga, you know, there's plenty more that can do, and there's a fair bit of stuff bubbling below the surface too. But yeah, I'm not exactly sure where the problem is, like where, where in the chain of command things went wrong. But I feel like. You know, things could just be a little bit faster paced. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say, like, the 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 bit on the boat, which is, like, five episodes. Like, I, I wouldn't say it could be cut down to, like, four episodes, necessarily. But the episode immediately following the resolution of that was basically... Um, the family spend, like, a fun day in the destination, which is like meant to be like some Mediterranean country mm -hmm. and it's like you know they spend time on the beach they have fun uh, Lloyd kind of slips for a moment and thinks of doing something for his family rather than for the mission you know hint hint gotcha. so like maybe if you could cut out like half an episode's worth of the stuff on the boat and take that bit of them in the nice holiday town and put that as like the second half of an episode you know, maybe something like that could work. Makes sense. Yeah, makes makes sense. Um, I've not been watching a ton. Uh, I got caught up on, uh, what is it, the hundred girlfriends that really love you. I was I was about four episodes behind, 
and I kind of powered through them yesterday and today. And I was at the point of like, it's a fun show and it's funny and I like the show and it pulled me back in. But man, I was starting to think there for a minute, like, have they kind of done everything they can do? And then every episode it was like, okay, it's still funny. And then the hook for episode 11 was even more funny. So it's like, God damn it, you got me back. Um, 16-bit sensation is going in this weird-ass direction now, and I don't like it. And it's only got two more episodes after this, or three more episodes. No, it would be two. They're episode 12 coming up. And essentially, it's gone from, like, this happy, like, oh, hey, she went back in time and made a game, and to where now she, like, fucked up her world. And now they're trying to get her back to the correct, like, timeline. And there's, like, an evil American company now. And, like, there's evil people now. And it's like, what? Where the fuck did this come from? It's just taking this is, weird turn. Is the company just, like, a, a ripoff of EA? Pretty much. It's like, ah, oh, we are on the by Shoujo Cup. <laughs> this is the world is by Shoujo games. And, wow, oh, we're evil. And they, like, know about Konoha? And that she wrote, like, the super famous game that fucked up the timeline. So it's 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 weird. I don't know. It just went from, like, happy-go-lucky show to, like, dark, like, like just weird sci-fi-ish. And it's like, uh, okay. Can we go back to the fun part, please? <laughs> so we'll see how it wraps up. Yeah. A couple more episodes and... Maybe it might end up on a strong note. It's not bad. It's just one of those, like, you think it's one thing, and they kind of flip the script, and it's like, oh, it's now it's a completely different genre. Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't appreciate stuff like that the more that time has gone on. Yeah, I, I mean, like, they the, the problem is, is, like, they kind of hint at it to a smaller degree in a previous episode, but, like, nothing egregious or nothing and then like these last two episodes have just been like completely different where it's like ah oh, you're stuck in the the different timeline of 2023 and there's still comedy and stuff in the show but they're trying to be like all like, dark and broody they, they really pull a switcheroo yeah it, it's not like well it's not entirely like something like madoka where no, no, by no. like episode three it was pretty clear things were uh not good. Yeah. No, nothing like that. But it's just kind of like, hey, this is supposed to be a comedy and, you know, this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still it's still got a couple more episodes to go. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it ends. At the end of the day, it's not been bad. It's just been like, it's just kind of like stupid. Like, bah, the evil American company has now overtaken the little company. And now they know about Konoha and... I, I don't know. They did a bad job explaining why I should care as a viewer. So. I think the ultimate twist would be that uh, they use her time-traveling powers to have her port Skyrim to the Nintendo 64. Hell yeah. There you go. The game is too great. Uh, yeah, it's a fun little show if you haven't watched it. Um, I actually will talk about it here shortly. So... 
that's all I've really been watching. It's, it hasn't been a lot. I'm just trying to get through shows, and I gotta start planning for next season. And I'm thinking about watching the Odd Taxi movie. I haven't watched that yet. I've been meaning to. Because the Odd Taxi TV show was amazing. And I've had the movie forever, but just haven't sat down and watched it. Now I've got the time. But I'm going to talk about my top five of 2023. Top five anime. Because it's that time of the year again. And, uh, I don't know. Did you have any shows you really liked? I know I didn't really ask you ahead of time to really write anything down. I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't know how much actual shows he watched throughout the year. Uh-oh. All right. Okay, we're good. All right. So, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by Discord, uh, was there any shows you watched this year that, like, you'd recommend to anybody? Or did you watch a lot of shows, like, airing shows this year? I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've watched five whole things that came out this year. <laughs> I'm kind of putting you on the spot, so my apologies. Yeah. Well, if uh, if I have watched five things, then I can confidently say that it was those five. Oh, dear. You're good. Is Okay. I, I don't know why. I guess my internet doesn't like uh, my anime list for some reason. <laughs> Gotta use any list. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Spy Family, that was the big thing I've watched. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I much I watched much of anything else. It, it was mainly just rewatching old stuff that I like. There you go. Ah, hey, more power to you. All right. Well, I will get into my top five real quick. So, number five, I did have 16-bit sensation in another layer. Um... Yeah, I just got two, go two episodes left, but I'm confident enough to say at least. I enjoyed it enough. I was keeping, I, I've been keeping up with it every week. Essentially, so Konoha is a huge fan of Bishojo games. She wants to make a great Bishojo game herself, but she's just like an in-between, like, animator or drawer. I had a very small company that just makes hentai games. So she tries to, like, do the sales pitch of a game she wants to make and gets laughed out of the room. So she goes, in despair, she goes and, like, finds this new game store. And she walks in, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, well-known games, like Clannad, Fate Stay Night, Pia Carrot, Rants. All these, like, really well-known games in, like, a dollar bin. And she, like, goes on a tangent to this old lady about how good they are and, like, why they shouldn't be there. And then she leaves, and then comes back later, and the shop is gone. And, like, someone hands her a game, a bag full of games. Uh, she opens one. She's transported to the 1980s. There she finds another company working in the building that she works in called Alcohol Soft, a very small Bishojo game studio with their own cast of characters. Konoha gets a job there. And it's kind of cool as a viewer because we get to learn, like, the tips and tricks of, like, how they used to do development with limited resources on computers and such. And uh, then randomly she's transported back to 2023 and once again opens another game and this time it's transported to the 1990s where Alcohol Soft is still in business. Uh, the show is a comedy, but the it also does a good job, like I said, showing how like 
how old technology is used to like make the games and the tricks of the trade. I started out myself, you know, using computer and the DOS days of like DOS 3.0, 4.0, and like Windows 3.1 being my first computer. So I finally, not finally, but like I remember that time. And I found Konohana a bit annoying at first because she cries a lot. But it's like not crying because she's sad. It's like crying because she's sad about like the situation that she's in. Where like they show her with like the streams, like the waterfalls of 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 tears down her face. So it's supposed to be like a comedy gag cry. But the cast of characters is fun and the story is fun. And, you know, like I said, I could go into a lot more, but I really don't want to. But, you know, it's, it's just a fun show and, you know, definitely worth checking out. You know, like I just said, though, it is going in this weird direction. But it's kind of like the very last half of the show. Or not even last half, only the last, like, two episodes. So, it shouldn't make that big of a difference. Uh, my number four is My Home Hero. Uh, where Tetsuo finds out his daughter is dating a Yakuza member and that he's using her for money and sexual favors. And after confronting the boyfriend, he ends up murdering him. Tetsuo then finds himself trying to convince the Yakuza that the, bo- that the boyfriend just simply left and that he must come up with a way to be- the best to cover up uh, the murder and as well as protect his family. Um, the Yakuza kind of like knows he had something to do with it, but doesn't have proof. So he kind of gets into these situations where he has to like get out of them. Uh, this is a really good suspense anime. And it was really good for once seeing like the main characters being adults and not high school children. That was kind of nice because they have the, you know, they have the knowledge and the means to... At their, you know, they have means at their fingertips to make things happen. Where, you know, like, oh, I'm a high schooler and I get special powers. Okay. Uh, this doesn't play like that, obviously. It's a lot of it's circumstance or, you know, uh, he's a he's an author of murder mysteries. So that kind of helps him to a degree. Uh, what I also enjoyed, though, was the show keeps you on your toes. And it can be a bit cliche, you know, like, things resolve themselves due to, like, oh, he grabbed something and was able to, you know, fake something, you know, like, it, it, like circumstance. Uh, but it is cool because we get to see, like, the Yakuza members. It's not, they're not treated like, oh, my God, they're part of the Yakuza, they're bad. We, we learn about the members and why they joined. And it's not as simple as, like, a black and light. Uh, you know, like a black and white, like, oh, well, he's in the he's in the Yakuza, he must be a bad guy. Uh, a lot of people find themselves in that line of work for various reasons, and we learn why. Um, and it really felt like the show was super under the radar. No one really talked about it. And ever since it finished airing in spring of 2023, it doesn't seem like it's ever been brought up again. But if you're into, like, suspense and mystery... This is a really good anime to check out. Number three was uh, Konosuba. This explosion, uh, an explosion in this wonderful world. So I reviewed this show in episode 301. You can go back and listen to it. 
But bottom line is, if you're a fan of Konosuba, this is a precursor anime telling the story of Megumin and her going through school, going through magic school, and how she ended up with the party that then starts in season one of the show. Number two is the 100 Girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. I've seen my fair share of anime, uh, harem anime, and usually it's, you know, boy pines for girl, girl pines for boy, and then there's someone else who, you know, somehow inserts himself into the story. You know, and oftentimes the main character either has to choose, or oftentimes what happens more is the show just never ends, and we never get a conclusion. The show just does a season one, and we never get a season two. Uh, this show takes that and kind of dumps it on its head, where Rentaro has been rejected by a hundred girls, and he thinks he's going to be forever alone, and then he visits the shrine and meets the god of love, who admits that he screwed up while watching a Hayao Miyazaki film, uh, that he put down that he's going to have a hundred soulmates, Instead of just one. And that if he doesn't love all of them. Uh, the, the other ones will die. So essentially he has to love every girl. That falls in love with him. So that's the story of Rentaro. He, he basically just has to look at a girl. And like a jolt of lightning. Comes through both of them. And the girl falls madly in love with him. And you would think this would get old. And just add you know to a collection of girls. With different, you know, body types or hair colors or, you know, whatever. But the show actually does a really good job of giving each girl a personality and a backstory. And, you know, the more girls they add on, they actually bring something to the episode. And they each have their own little personality. So it's not like they're just skipping over people. Uh, the show's hilarious and it's full of the parts of anime you never want someone else to walk in on. Uh, and they also do a lot of fourth wall breaking. They'll actually reference, like, the opening or something in the episode or talk shit about the runtime and just generally, like, just break fourth wall, break everything. And, you know, like, something lewd will be going on. They're like, I don't know if I can show this. How are we even able to show this? You know, that sort of humor. As well as just general uh, slapstick humor. Every girl's different, and, like, you've... You've got your tsundere, you've got your, like, dits, you've got, like, the girl who's cold and calculated. Like, so far they all have, like, your stereotypical, like, hair, you know, harem girl that you see. Where it's just, oh, pick a, pick a personality. So far there hasn't been anything too different. Although I don't know how many times you've seen a child, like, chemistry like she's like super into chemistry and makes potions and she keeps turning herself into like a child she said it was a failed elixir for eternity but then like when she gets back to normal size she's like super hot and stacked but they always show her like in her child form it's it's weird i don't i don't know that that i mean it's not the first time i haven't seen it but like i think of shows like uh Shit, I can't think of the show. Uh, something Bunny. It's an old old comedy show. I can't think of the top of my head. But, 
They've introduced six girls, and they have 94 to go at this point. And uh, the show got talked up a ton before it aired. And the one thing that always stuck out to me was the show has the highs, and the show has the lowest of the lows. So I'm waiting for the lowest of the lows because so far it's all been like happy-go-lucky. Like, yeah, there's been some drama here and there, but like... It's never been anything too serious. So I'm still waiting for, like, when is there consequences? Like, what's weird is, like, every girl is like, oh, like, Carne will get mad and be like, why do you want to have another girl? But then, like, the other four will be like, yeah, sure. She can join, too. And, like, it's, I don't know. So, it's, but it's still just a fun show. And, uh... It was definitely worth the hype. My number one of the year, uh, probably not surprising if you've been listening, is Oshinoko. Uh, basically, it's about an idol who secretly wants to give birth in a faraway city from prying eyes because in the entertainment industry, idols are to remain pure and single. A doctor cares for a sick child who is a huge fan of idols, and specifically this idol, uh, I Hoshio, and the idol has to help her deliver the baby. Before that, though, the news leaks, and the hospital that she's located at is found out, and the doctor's murdered by a fan. Uh, the next moment, though, the doctor finds out that he has been reincarnated as the child of I Hoshino, and he isn't alone. He has a sister. Named uh, named uh, Ruby, and his name is Aqua Marie, or just Aqua for short. They both have their memories from their previous life, and now they must be raised by their idol mother in secret. The first episode is 120 minutes, and if you can get past the first episode, you can watch the rest of this anime. Like what I just mentioned was probably 45 minutes. And there's a huge plot twist. Something occurs that changes this whole show on, like, from the projector you think it is. Because, like, if, probably just telling you, like, oh, tell me if you've heard this one. Guy wakes up and he has his memories. And, oh, guess what? The idol he really liked. Oh, he's a child now of, of her. Like, that sounds stupid. Like, I can think of five different shows that do similar similar. Most recently, Jobless Reincarnation. Or something along those lines. But, essentially what happens in the show is... We follow Ruby and Aqua throughout the... Kind of battling their way through the entertainment industry. And through various means. There is a B-plot going on that I don't want to talk about because it's a big factor to the show that underpins everything. But this show to me, like, was just really, really good. Every character has a reason to be on screen and take up time. Um, The show for me, like, is educational. Granted, I obviously don't live in Japan and I don't follow the entertainment industry too closely 
if at all. But at the end of the day, they teach you and kind of give you feedback, you know, like feed you material about like, here's what they're doing. Here's how this works in the industry. Here's kind of the rules you got to play by. You know, here's where people usually start. Here's how much they make, et cetera, et cetera. As well as telling a story. So some of it can be a little informational dumpy because it's like the guy like Ruby, for example, or sorry, Aqua, for example, has his memories. So he'll be like, oh, yeah, this and or he'll meet a director and the director will just like go off on these random tangents about you know what the director's job is and what they're responsible for and this and that and the other thing. But it all makes sense, though. As the show continues on. Um, and I found some of the episodes really, really gripping. Like, every episode is good. There's no filler. Uh, every episode pushes the story forward. Um, one of my most memorable episodes was episode 9. Where they talk about some very heavy shit. And actually utilize for good or bad, real-life examples of the events that occurred in real life, they mix it into the story. And we talked about that in episode, like, 298. Um, but, yeah, for me, like, this show is just fun. It's, it's, it tells a good story, it's intriguing, it's, it's just... You can, if you can get past the first episode and get past the silliness of, of, oh, they woke up and they're a child, but they have the memories of, like, a 30-year-old. And, you know, like, the sister has, like, the memories of, like, a 13-year-old. Because that's when she, she passed away originally. Like, get over that because it makes so little difference in the grand scheme of things. I think you'll like this show. And it also helps out the uh, intro and outro are just bangers of songs, too. But uh, it, it's a great show. And uh, there's supposed to be more in 2024. And I can't wait for more because this show is awesome. And uh, that's my top five of 2023. I, I watched quite a bit this year, not as much as past years. The one I did want to talk about, too, and just mention was Jobless Reincarnation 2. Um, if you liked one... I think you'll really like two. Rudy has grown up, and he has to deal with erectile dysfunction. So, yeah. And there's a lot less perviness and stuff that I really did not care for in the first season. So that was uh, that was nice as well. So, there we go. 2023 is a wild year. And what sucks is, like, oftentimes I'll go back... And watch something. A good example of watching Summertime Rendering from last year. I looked at my last year's list. And Summertime Rendering was nowhere on there. Because I didn't watch it till 2023. And fuck. You know it's. I, I kind of hate. Not, not hate these lists. But it's frustrating to go back. When you finally get around to, to watching something. And you're like oh man I missed that then. And then you find a really good show after the fact. So but. This is why we have the podcast. We can talk about it. So. But yeah, I, uh. Here's to more, I guess. I'm, I'm excited to see what 2024 has to have, but. 
to me, it just feels like there's just so much fucking anime. I think there was something like 70 new anime in the winter 2023 alone. And it's just getting to be... It's going to be way too much. It's funny. I feel like I've been saying this for like at least 10 years. Like, there's too much anime. And now it's getting to the point where there, there, there just is. Like, you can't watch it all. You can't... You know, it, it's crazy. I see some of the YouTubers that do. But... I don't know. It just... I don't know. I hope they can keep up the pace. Obviously, there's always some good, some bad. And, uh... Yeah. That's about it. Is there anything you're looking forward to in 2024 off the top of your head at all, or... Uh, the show you talked about? I was looking forward to that, but... Aside from that, I can't think of anything offhand. Yeah, I think we'll we'll take another episode and we'll we'll go through uh, uh was it winter twenty twenty four here and see if there's anything we want to watch because definitely I haven't looked at the chart for next season, so I don't know what's on there, what isn't yet, but uh. This year was fun as always. I keep trying to tell myself though, I gotta go back and like watch my my backlogs. But <laughs> easier said than done. Uh, the eternal problem. Yes. Yes. All right. Was well, there anything else you want to discuss before we head off? Uh, I think this just about covers it all. All right. Well, everybody, be safe. Thank you very much for listening. And, uh, talk to you soon. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.